Four Draw, episode 61, live in the flesh, take two. Back again. We just we spoke just, for yeah. five minutes before tell we realized him, the tell camera him. wasn't even rolling. Um, Amateur welcome hour, back. Yeah. Uh, thank you for everyone who's recently subscribed. We do appreciate it all. Shout out 500 subs, man. That's massive for us. We 1K soon come. Yeah, hopefully soon. Um, if you're not already involved, get involved in the signed Gabriel Martinelli shirt giveaway. It could be given away as soon as Sunday against Man United. Oh no, Everton. Everton, and then we got Spurs the weekend after. So if Martinelli doesn't score after, like by the Spurs game finishing, I'm taking that shirt. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're not involved, get involved. T's and C's, contact us. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking all about Gareth Southgate's England team, how they got on. We will briefly talk about the game against Ukraine and uh, move swiftly on to the much better performance against Scotland. Yeah. Um, we'll start with that game against Ukraine in Poland, where out the back of it, everyone was a bit like, ooh, what's going on here, Gareth? Because uh, you stood by some certain players. Yeah, it's exactly not what he needed. He needed a really good Ukraine performance to kind of validate his kind of iffy squad choice because in that squad there was a lot of people a lot of people who got selected to raised eyebrows hendo calvin phillips maguire and then and two of them started that game in maguire and henderson two of them started and then there's people like james will prowse and sterling who are in quite good form at the moment not getting picked for the squad so i mean we can even talk about ben white what's happened there ben white I, yeah i don't there must know. be something that's yeah, happened they've beefed yeah because it, it's outrageous at this point that he's being left out yeah but yeah um starting lineup gets ukraine and you've got harry Maguire, who's played all of about three minutes for man united he, he, a horrific performance when he came on against arsenal um and it just goes from bad to worse for him because of that unfortunate own goal um, and you've got Jordan Henderson, who's binned off the uh, the high levels of this Premier League to go play in Saudi Arabia to earn uh, Fuck Jordan a, a Henderson. quick buck. He should be nowhere near the squad CBG. Yeah. And I agree with you. Um, like, where, how are England? We're so stacked almost in every department. Maybe not across the back four, but in the midfield, we have such a plethora of players who haven't been selected for this team. The main one is James Ward-Prowse. I don't understand how he could be left out now. Especially... And I will get to talking about systems and stuff. But if you're looking to play Jude Bellingham higher up the pitch and you need two kind of defensively minded midfielders and that's why you keep picking Calvin Phillips, James Ward-Prowse can do what Calvin Phillips does. And you then have the like the greatest set-piece set piece, specialist yeah, ever in the world on your team. Yeah. And you've got players, you've got big defenders, you've got Harry Kane who can get his head on things. You've got even Jude Bellingham. And it makes Rashford. Harry Mags an even bigger asset. Yeah, if you're going to pick Harry Maguire, you've got someone who can put the ball on his big old head every exactly, time. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a myth to me. I don't understand it. I don't think Jordan Henderson. He for me, he shouldn't have been in the squad for the World Cup. Yeah, I don't think Liverpool didn't do well. He wasn't great, and he and he's never really been a fantastic player. What he brings is leadership. Yeah, it's and, just all like dressing room. And I and sometimes it's good to have that. You need that on the pitch. But we've got a yeah. team full of leaders, man. There's not a player in that team that is not vocal. Yeah. And so, for me, I don't understand the rationale between uh, Jordan Henderson's selection. Um, the Harry Maguire one, it's... The I Harry feel... Maguire one stinks the most. Because... I feel for him. Yeah, it's because of, like, Hendo and Calvin Phillips. As much as people raise an eyebrow at it, they're not getting, like, a media barrage. Whereas, like, Harry Maguire, every time he's 
not playing, every time he plays and scores an own goal, every time he does anything, the media are on him. Yeah, and well, the the country, like the sort of hypocritical stance you can take on that is that the media and really everyone's promoting media. sort of like mental health yeah. and you know protect the players and whatever. But the minute something goes wrong for him, they're on him. They're on him. And Gareth Southgate's come out and he's defended him. He said he is he's livid about what people have said about Harry mm. Maguire and the chance and everything. But at a point, you've got to look and you've got to protect your player and you've got to say, right, you're not playing to the standard we need. Mm. And I don't think he's been a bad asset for England, even in the Ukraine game, uh, even when he came on against Scotland. He was unfortunate to have that own goal, but like we were never really super, super tested. Yeah. So he didn't really have to have an amazing performance. And when he's been called upon, he's been good for England. But he's not playing for United for a reason. Yeah. And you've got players like Tomori, like Colwell, like Ben White, can't get a sniff because yeah. you, you're giving Harry Maguire, who can't even play for his own team, minutes. And I totally agree. It's, it's like you said, it's it's about taking him out of the firing line because at the moment you hear constantly in like football um, kind of media that you can never replicate match kind of fitness, fitness yeah. and match kind of awareness. And if you believe that, Harry Maguire can't be in this team because he's not playing matches. And so what you're doing is you're dropping, you're pretty much dropping me into the England lineup. I haven't got match fitness. Harry Maguire hasn't got match fitness. You're just dropping us both in there. Obviously, we're not, neither of us are going to succeed. Whereas like, if he has match fitness, yeah, it's fine. But you're putting someone that's just clearly not prepared enough for a role. It's like, if you're at Domino's and you're making pizza, you're not going to put a Donny with no arms in there. No, I agree. Because he's got no arms. He's not fit for purpose. No, exactly. It, and neither is Harry Maguire currently. <laughs> You're asking him to go and show why he should be in the English squad and like validate his position yeah. there and validate Gareth Southgate's selection. But it just goes wrong and it goes wrong and it goes wrong time and time getting again. Getting into the England squad is the pinnacle of most people. Or getting into your international squad is the pinnacle of most players' career. And you've got to earn that. And somewhere down the line in this Gareth Southgate tenure, it's kind of a lost the like you have to earn it to get in. But it, like, it and it's now really it's just a club. When he was like, he, how long did he go without picking Madison? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, how long did he go without starting Grealish? So it's become a bit of a pals club. It for me it is strange, and we are in a position where we're fortunate enough to have so much quality that can't even get into the team. When Gareth Southgate puts out his, team, his squad selections and he's got Harry Maguire, Calvin Phillips, mm. Henderson, you start to scratch your head and think, Especially when you is play this, all is this the man to take us forward? Yeah. Let's, um, let's move on quickly and talk about the Scotland game. It was a slightly changed lineup. We had uh, Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Yep. Uh, we had a back four with uh, Carl Walker, Lewis Dunk. Lewis was- Dunk outrageous yeah i want to highlight lewis dunk i haven't been his biggest fan over the years i thought he was quite one-dimensional but under deserby i've kind of seen him in a new light he's he's very like astute on the ball i thought he was just kind of like a slightly more athletic harry Maguire, just gets his head on everything which is what we saw in the scotland game every ball they put in the box fucking lewis dunk's big head was on it but, but he, him on the ball, he's good. He's very calm. And he, he must draws have players in. Yeah. He's really good at that. And you can tell he's learned a lot under yeah. the Yeah, and so I think he's, he's a massive asset. And his positioning is outrageous. Yeah. He, he's always in the right position. 
and that that's so important and like to have obviously when we line up for the first game of the Euros you'd be thinking unless something happens John Stones will be in that team yeah shout out John Stones but you've got Lewis Dunk who's going to be a brilliant asset whether or not he stars I'd like the I like a backline of Lewis Dunk and John Stones so I don't mind yeah that. I don't yeah I don't yeah, I I don't have a problem with that at all. Left back position for some me reason. Slightly. Yeah, we're playing Kieran Trippier there still. I like Ben Chilwell. I think he's fine. I saw a stat where it was like so. Obviously, Gareth Southgate came out and said that like Foden can't play centrally because he doesn't play there for Man City. And then I saw a stat where Phil Foden's played like seventy plus seventy seven games. games. Yeah, like twenty goals. But yet, Kieran Trippier has played like one game at left back for his club. And he's happy to put Kieran Trippier there. And it's oh. like, where is the consistency here, Gareth? It's these things that he says, which makes me question. You can't, you can't question what he's done for England because no. he's taken us to a, a World Cup semi-final, and trust a me, Euros final, yeah. and the France game in the in the uh, World Cup wasn't the greatest performance, mm. but we were unfortunate, I think, in that game. Yeah, but. Are we limiting ourselves by having him as a manager? That's the question we have to ask. And I know we can give... And we've said this time and time again in the podcast. He's earned the right to see us through this Euros. Mm. He has earned that. And whether we win or lose, I think we both agree that is... Call it time. Call it quits there. Because that's four tournaments? It's four tournaments. That's, a, that's that's pretty much a generation of players. And we are, mi- and we are in the midst of like a semi-golden generation here. And it's maybe going a bit... It's not going under the radar per se, but it's not being talked about as the same level of the previous golden generation yeah. where, where you had just big names upon big names. We can't allow this to just pass us by. We we have to then see if we bring someone else in, were we being limited by a lack of yeah. having a tactically astute manager? Even if we waste one tournament post Gareth Southgate on a new manager that doesn't work, and then we can realise, oh yeah, Gareth Southgate was quite good. But we need to try something different with this group of players at some point the top team top teams across club football are ruthless with their managers if you're not if you're not like if you think man city if pep hadn't uh won uh premier if, if he was finishing second in the premier league and he was getting to the semi-finals of the champions league every season do you think he'd still be there no no he eventually wouldn't. You got the, he wouldn't the bullet, yeah. and i and it's it's a completely different game but the sort of precipice about it, it still remains so it was a much improved performance against Scotland. Yes. And what we were lacking in that Ukraine game was any motion of attacking fluidity. We looked so much better when we had um, Marcus Rashford out on the left. Mm. I think he offers a lot, which yeah, helps when Harry Kane, because he Harry Kane, if he doesn't get a touch up the, outside the box, he's going to drop back. I saw him playing right Mate, back for yeah, that he time. So deep. And I, I don't mind it, because obviously in that Ukraine game, he's the one that played the phenomenal ball to Walker to score. And it's that he, that's what he can do. Hmm. But I want him at the top end of the pitch. We've yeah. got players who will bring the ball up to him. And I'm like, if you're not having that, that centre forward in that position, who's given problems to centre backs, then what's happening? Yeah. But Marcus Rashford sort of alleviates that a little bit because he's one player, I think, more than anyone that will get behind. Yeah. And he can drift into that central position. And the player who also missed out on the squad, Raheem Sterling, is also probably one of the best players in the world at breaking lines. Like he's always plays off the bat. I think Bukayo Saka, mm. he likes to get the ball and then sort of play around the man. Yeah. And it's a different style of play. But when you've got someone like Harry Kane who's going to drop deep and it's going to leave all this space in behind, sometimes the centre-backs are going to come up, one's going to push up or whatever. 
you've got two players who can invert there and get in behind and break the lines. I think that's so important to us. So Marcus Rashford, I thought was really good. I yeah, think him I and Jude Bellingham on that left-hand side would be, it, it's a really, yeah, really... I like and I think when Luke Shaw comes back in as well, I think he'll be England's starting left-back. Yeah. And you've got like a really strong left side there, I think. And yeah. that's, that's dynamic. Luke Shaw can get up the pitch. He can support Marcus Rashford. Plays like that for his club. You've got that club link there, which is really important. And yeah, I think Marcus Rashford was excellent. Yeah, I um, agree. I thought Calvin Phillips, when he's first 10 minutes, I thought he looked well off it. Yeah, and I he grew he into the game a bit. Well, he, he got into the game, but I always worry about him. He, yeah. yeah I, I find him, I see him just I saw him in that position all the time. I saw him also play about four or five hospital passes to Carl Walker. Yeah. And then Carl Walker lost his head and was like, can you fucking stop passing but the ball? Like, is that match fitness? Height? Because I think, I think Calvin Phillips is a good player. Yeah. I, I think he's a good player. And I think he offers something that Declan Rice and Drew Bellingham don't. Mm. But, and this may be a bit he- big, uh, bit big-headed to say, but we are England. 90% of the games we're going to play, we should be dominating the football. Yeah. We have some of the best possession-based teams in our, in our domestic league. And some of the key players play for those teams. You've got Carl Walker. You've got uh, Aaron Ramsdale. You've got John Stones. You've got uh, Lewis Dunk, Declan Rice, Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, the like their main man for Real Madrid. Um, who else we got? Like, and going forward, you've got like Grealish, Foden, um, yeah. whatever. We should not be having to play with two DMs. I know you want to allow Bellingham to go forward, but why can't we have it where Declan Rice, right, take away that forward play from him? Because I don't. At Arsenal, he can do it. And I think it's off something different. But we don't need that with England. Yeah. We've got such a stat midfield. Like, you play Rice as the six, right? And you say, look, I want you to sit, like, basically no farther than, like, 15 yards past the halfway line. And you're just going to screen that defence. You're going to allow us to drop into a back three when our wing-backs push up. And then just, uh, like, just allow and facilitate Jude Bellingham and whoever plays alongside him. In my opinion, it should be Foden, Madison, or Eze yeah. in, that, in that role. And then you could have them switching left and right, sort of like eight roll, and you just we're gonna have so much pressure on that defensive team that it's gonna be yeah. you, you can't deal with it. And what we saw in the Scotland game was attacking fluidity. We saw where players were taking on uh, taking on the defenders. There was movement which we didn't see against Ukraine. We were just looking for that final killer pass every time, and mm. they were sitting so deep you were never gonna find it. The only thing that worries me is that when I was watching that game against Scotland, I didn't see any sort of consistent passages to play. It was always relying on someone to make a really good pass. It was relying on technical brilliance and, and brilliant football as opposed to well-drilled routines. Mm. And I, that's we where said I that think... a lot about Southgate in his tenure, though, that we haven't really seen any kind of like consistent style of play or passages of play. No, It's I... always just been, he's been getting by on how good these group of players are. Yeah, and I, I and that is where I'm now leaning to the, the fact like right, it's it's too late to get him out for the Euros. Yeah, it's too late. We don't have enough time to implement a new manager. But what should this question have been asked after the World Cup? Because I think at that point, if we'd gone out, we could have had Graham Potter uh, with England working with the squad for you know over yeah. a year and a half, and then you're pretty much halfway there. I don't see the tactical shootness from him, which leads me to believe that we will win anything under him. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's a killer tactically. And um, 
at international level to win the the trophies, you need to be astute tactically. I just don't think he's at that level. But let's talk about Jude Bellingham because he's one player that I do want to talk about. Um, so Gareth wow. Southgate in the Scotland game played him as kind of like the 10 and had Foden on one wing, Marcus Rashford on the other. And that's why Calvin Phillips keeps getting into this team is so that because I don't know if he doesn't believe in Declan Rice being able to play the lone six by himself or if Gareth Southgate is not brave enough to play with one six. It's either, it's either he doesn't believe in Declan Rice to do that by himself or he's too scared to commit to only having His one His lineups six. are never brave. Yeah, so it's probably the latter that he just doesn't believe that Declan Rice can do like a Rodri for Man City and just be like a sitting six, which would allow you to have two eights and then Foden could play centrally, which I think is where everybody thinks Foden should be playing apart from Southgate. So he played Jude Bellingham in the number 10 and I think... Pre this game, I'd always been very much that Jude Bellingham should be like in a double pivot with Declan Rice and that <coughs> Foden should be the kind of the, the, out, and out, the, the out and out 10. But what I saw De- uh, Bellingham do in this game was take the game by a scruff of the neck more than any player on the pitch. He was picking up the ball. He has the best link up play with, of, uh, on any player. His pitch. link up play was crazy. His tenacity, his ability to like face a man, beat him and beat a couple of others and then not even like lose the ball, make a killer pass or get a shot off. He's brave. He's, He's brave. matured so much in like a year. And I, d- I saw um, like a article that came out of Real Madrid that apparently when he first arrived at Real Madrid training, all like the kind of older cavalry at Real Madrid, like Luka Modric, Carvajal, were all like, this guy is crap. This guy's insane. And the way he conducts himself as well. I to get really... like five-time Champions League winners to like be gassing you immediately. Luka Modric, one of the best midfielders of all time to be singing your praises. So you know Jubelin's already cracked. And I think being in that Real Madrid, what is it, six goals in six games, I think he's on. Something crazy, yeah. He's on fire. Mate, and... he's just standing there at the new Santiago Bernabeu and Which just looks mad. breathing it in, man. Yeah, so Despite... he is, I think he's the guy. And I think he is what I think everybody feels like Foden should be doing. Foden should be taking the games by the scruff of the neck. Foden is technically probably better than Jude Bellingham. Yes, few players. I mean, did you see the finish? It was to adjust your body that quickly. Yeah. It was outrageous. And that's what everybody's been clamouring for Foden to do for Man City and England for a couple of years now. He's been on the scene, Foden, for about four or five years now as this kind of the next gather. But he hasn't really... Obviously, he's won fucking everything there is to win with Man City, but he's never really been the main guy. And for England, he's centrally never been given the opportunity. And then on the wing, he can't compete with Saka or Sterling to get like a wing space down. So he's never really been that guy. Whereas Drew Bellingham, the first opportunity he's had to play that number 10 role, absolutely smashed it. And I think how and i will go on to this when we talk about how we want to line up for the euros but for me i'm playing judas at 10 i don't know if foden gets into my starting lineup so i completely agree with you with your first point i think i what also saw I forgot that. <laughs> about him playing as a six. Oh yeah, yeah so for dortmund that's where he played predominantly yeah. he played a lot deeper and i think his shirt number was like 24 or something at some point because like, or his original, and they were like, because he's like a ten, yeah, an eight, and a six, all in one, ah, or something. Cool. Um, but yeah, he was, and I think we all thought him as a six. And previously, thinking he was played in that double pivot with, yeah. um, it was like him and Rice or Rice and Phillips, yeah. 
and I completely agree. And going back to my point, we I feel now just we don't need the double pivot. Yeah. We don't we don't utilize a double pivot in the way we play. Mm. So why are we having two defensive midfielders on the pitch? Let Declan Rice do it all by himself. And I think we play Shout with sort of like a semi-progressive eight. Yeah, so like eights. you play with someone like James Will Prowse. Even uh, James Madison can do that role. I think he can play that. He can play that slightly deeper yeah. eight where he's not traversing to always arrive on the edge of the box or whatever. Mm. And then allowed Bellingham to play a really progressive eight or like almost like a floating drifting 10, ten yeah. and like link up with uh, various areas of the pitch. And I think he's outrageous. He is so good technically. His IQ is off the charts. And he's also just massive. He's so strong on the ball. Yeah, he's built. He's like, so strong. Yeah. He never gets muscled off the ball. If he loses the ball, he instantly is yeah. ch- chasing off. You've got that man chasing off you. He's fast. He, yeah. He's, he's, he's got that like, youthful vigor about him where he just. He's got the grit. He's, he's just. Determined. He wants it. He reminds he, me. I, I tweeted this when someone was like, um, oh, he's got his head screwed on, which Gaza didn't have. And he's got um, oh, something else that Rooney didn't have. But he reminds me of a young Rooney in the fact that, like, like you said, every time he loses the ball, he just like chase you down and like clamp you. But like, and he's fast, and he his timing is one of his key strengths. He, he is always mm. arriving in the right areas at the right time. He can hit it, he can tap it in. Like, what can't this man yeah. do? He is a Rolls Royce of a football player, and he's unbelievable to watch. Real Madrid's main man. That's like at what, like twenty something, which years is crazy. Ago. And like, like, I think. A lot of it has come from the Real Madrid move, and I'll give him like massive plaudits for making that move. That's a, it's big, a, that's a risk. It's a brave move, and I, what I like about it is because Real Madrid they've got like their next gen midfield with Shuamani, Camavinga. They're gonna always be the deeper two, and he must have seen that, and that must have appealed to him that going to Real Madrid, well, he? he gets the opportunity to play further forward. Whereas like maybe if he moved to Man City or if he moved to Liverpool, they'd expect him to play the deeper role. Whereas Going to Real Madrid, he must have seen that he can grow into the team with Shuameni and Camavinga playing behind him and be like, fuck me, this is this is for me. We're going to have like a next-gen midfield for 10 years. It's but yeah, crazy. he is absolutely outrageous. And I think he's going. he's got to be the one we sort of play around. He is, yeah. He's that guy. He's what I think Foden should be. But yeah. Not that guy. The thing is, though, Foden for me is someone who will always drift in and out of games. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have the physical stature to bully players the yeah. way that Bellingham can. But Phil Foden technically is on another level to almost everyone in that England team. Yeah, 100%. And we saw that and I, I was happy that Gareth Southgate included him in the starting lineup because there was a lot of questions being asked. I, I don't know about the right wing. I, I don't... I, he, a, he should be nowhere near the right he's, wing. He, if anything, he's better on the left. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think he... But he shouldn't in, get there either. He doesn't yeah. get in anywhere ahead of... Um, Grealish or Grealish Rashford. or Rashford, yeah. yeah. I think, like, why can't we just be brave? Yeah. Well, I'm well going that's back, what Graham Souness was saying. Back to this um, point. We're sounding like Graham Souness because like, in the pre-game the stuff, he was saying, I always feel like England... This is my Scottish accent, it's so bad, but I always feel like England... No, that was... <laughs> playing I always with a feel hand, like England. A playing with a handbrake on. Yeah, I agree. And that, going back to the main point, all stems back to the manager. He is not brave enough. He's not. He is not a risk taker. He's not. He will get us through one nils and two. If we go back through the history of Gareth Southgate, every game he's played for England, yeah, and we look at like results that have actually amazed us. I'm struggling. I'm. I could I'm, probably pick I'm looking, three. I'm looking that at Germany. Germany one, the Denmark one, which was was that straight after the Germany and one, and maybe Sweden. 
Yeah, but Sweden uh, just got battered like five 0 by Austria. Yeah, they are they're they're not good. <laughs> they're not Germany good. have fallen off a cliff. Yeah, so even when we beat Germany, that was probably like the end they, of like. You're right. There hasn't been many. That like, was that was like hype. that was big in our heads because it was the old rivals. Yeah. Like the Germany one was the best one. That was outrageous. That was cracked. And we were we were let off a little bit by Muller missing like a one on one. Yeah. Um, but for me... And Germany stink as well. They yeah, Germany sat, stink. They just like, like their manager. Denmark were meant to be like the dark horses at the last... And they're, they're shit at they, all. Yeah, they yeah. were rubbish. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so like... Have we beaten France, who are pretty much the only good team? No. No. And we lost to Italy on penalties because of poor... Game and Italy is shit at all. And we, we, we went into that game. We went one nil up within like four minutes or something. Luke Shaw. And then shut the bench. And then we decided, right, let's sit back instead of, instead of taking the game to them yeah. and saying right we're going to put two or three past you and having a positive mentality we're like well if we can keep it 1-0 we've done alright well <laughs> yeah, like yeah of course you're going to yeah but like why would you play that risk a one yeah. goal cushion is never good, good enough especially yeah. when you've got Harry Maggs at centre back do be like that so for me he is not brave enough and I would love to see like hopefully going into this Euros yeah this will be like, oh, he's like, I'm going out in a blaze his of glory. last hurrah. And he's yeah, playing like 20 attacking players. Come on, three at the back, a nice little box midfield, four Wait, attackers. I swear to God, yeah, we're going to move on to this in a second. But if we line up in the first game of the Euros, I'm and I'm seeing Kieran Trippier at left back, Harry Maguire at centre back, and Calvin Phillips in that team, or Jordan Henderson, oh, mate, I will like lose hen- my shit. Hendo, Rice, and um, Calvin Phillips. Anyway. Should we move on to talking about how we would line up for the Euros? For the first game. We haven't even qualified yet. No. Have we not? No, nah, I think we need one. We can only qualify in October now. Because oh. we drew against Ukraine. Fuck it. Who cares? So I think like We're a, going to the Euros. I think a point against Malta will do it. Nice. Or something like that. But yeah. Um, the Euros. Wow. Gareth Southgate's probably last tournament. Um, do you want to kick us off? Who would you... I think we're both going to go for a 4 3 3, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would go a little bit crazy and play for it, back, but we're not going to do that. Are you we'll not going to do that? Nah, we'll why just... do you, why, is that? If that's what you want, go for it. Nah, it's not going to happen. And I don't want to say something that's not going to happen. Right. 4 3 3, yeah. standard, bog standard. Goalkeeper. You've got a decent selection of. Uh, I think we saw in that Scotland game what um, Ramsdale brings to the table. Some of the kind of playing out from the back, he did like the most disgusting. Um, who fucked the pitch and went to Rashford put him in one-on-one. I think Ramsdale, if he doesn't lose his starting Arsenal spot by the Euros, which there is a potential he might, but if he doesn't and he's still Arsenal's number one and Arsenal competing near the top end of the table, he's in good form. For me, he should be England's number one in comparison to relegation fighting Everton and Jordan Pickford. Ramsdale should be number one all, all day. Yeah, for me, it's... 50-50 between Ramsdale and Pickford. I I'm with I like Pickford. Get off the fence. Pick, yeah, Pickford pussy. has made outrageous saves for England. Yeah. He's kept us well, in Ramsdale games. hasn't had the opportunity and to I, make And I know, I know, saves. I know. So that's why I'm hesitant to drop Pickford. But I'm talking about being brave. Ramsdale starts with me. Come on. And like I just want to preface this as well. You can pick any play any England any player that can qualify for English okay. nationality. We can go crazy. So like Evan Ferguson, yeah. Oh, come no, on. I'm just kidding. But like obviously. Yeah. One player that you might want to talk about is Ben White. Yes. Should we talk about Ben White? Because I don't know what he's done to Gareth Southgate. Something happened during the World Cup because he was there. He got called up to the squad and everyone was like, oh my God, he's actually been called up. Which is hard to ignore because Arsenal at that point were top of the league. He was flying. And so Southgate couldn't ignore him. But then he got sent home. And then there was like, oh, is it personal? 
nothing personal happened. So it was definitely like a beef with Gareth Southgate. Just come out and say what's happened or that he's not going to be in the squad anymore because people are going to clamour for him because he is currently, I'd say, the most consistent right back England have. He's not, he's not better than Carl Walker. Carl Walker doesn't always play. He's in and out of that City squad. And he plays in like a back three now, Carl Walker. I'd, ha- I'd probably have Carl Walker right centre-back at this point. But Ben White is playing consistently at right back. To be fair, he is playing centre-back at the moment, so maybe my point is mute. But Ben White has been playing consistently, hasn't been injured, so that, that takes Rhys James out of it, because that guy's made of fucking... He he might not be a footballer by the Mate, he's made of, like, Rivita. Um, So, he's not in it. Who else is there? Trent. Trent is a possibility if Liverpool keep flying. Trent's a weird one, actually. Uh, let's talk about Ben White. Ben White's not going to get into squad, but I'd have Ben White as my right back. So, you, you're saying for your England starting 11 against whoever on the first game of the Euros, Fucking you're going to have you're gonna have Ramsdale and Ben White. <laughs> you see a theme here. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about Trent um, before you say you're right back. I like Trent a lot. Trent is like a problem child, isn't he? he where does he play? Defensively, I've given up trying to defend him a long time ago. He is terrible defensively. Also, if you're trying to do that kind of... Invert. Nah. Uh, oh, no, sorry. The, uh, just single, single pivot, pivot, yeah. You need defensively astute players, and he is definitely not that. Yeah. Um, he, ben White is that. Yeah. So that helps Ben White's case as he well. He is a fantastic player, Trent, but mm. I, I don't think this England team's made for him. No. I, I, I Unless he can somehow prove over the next season that defensively he's improved his game I, I it's too much of a risk I like I, I don't understand why you would have him over even Kieran Trippier you can't couple that risk of playing a not defensively sound Trent with the risk of playing a single pivot no I 100% That's agree like double what jeopardy 100% agree um moving on from Trent my right back would be Carl Walker mm. I think he he's good he is outrageous. He's and the best right back he, ever. He, in the, I, what, in the Prem? I think ever, maybe. Ever. Oh, ever. I, I think, actually, Danny Alves Danny was Danny Alves is good. What, Philip Lahm? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's the best ever English right back. Emmanuel Abue. He's not English. Um, but yeah, I would have Carl Walker still. I think he... Neither is Philip Lahm. Huh? Neither is Philip Lahm. No, I was just taking the okay. <laughs> Um But yeah, Carl Walker is outrageous. Yeah. He, he's, there's a reason... He was he was probably the best player of the last over the two games for me. Yeah, he's good. Um, and yeah, I think over the last year he's getting better at playing up further on the pitch, mm. which is weird for a player who's thirty three years old. Yeah, but I'm seeing I'm seeing more oomph out of him and more sort of push to go up the pitch, which I like a lot. We well, see apparently he was like planning on retiring from England, and Gareth Southgate yeah. like, pulled him back from the brink, which is nuts because that would leave us a bit high and dry. Mm. But yeah, for me, yeah, Ramsdale, Walker. Carl Walker. Yeah. Centre-back pairing. Do your double. Do my double. So I think I'd go... Johnny if, Stones in there. Yeah, Johnny Stones. So if Ben White doesn't get in the right-back slot, I'd play him at centre-back alongside John Stones. You're going to have Holding in here, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Now, I'd go... Because I think Ben White is just not getting called up at all. I don't think... I think something's happened there, so I'm just going to ignore him. Well, I'm going to go... Where's your right-back? Yeah, but... I'm this good. is your England team. You're in charge. Okay. You're in charge. So if Ben White's my right back, I'm going John Stones and Levi Colwell. But that was close. I almost said Lewis Dunk. Yeah, that's actually the exact same as what I would go for. Okay. I'm going Lewis Dunk, 
uh, sorry, I'm going John Stones, Levi Cole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just think like you've got two players there that are excellent on the ball. You've got John Stones, who's been one of the best centre backs in the world. He's the, the last season and yeah. bit. Don't get it twisted. Levi Cole, who I think is an outrageous centre back. Yeah, I think give him time at Chelsea. He'll yeah, be... that's the only issue, isn't it? That Chelsea team needs to get into form pre Euros, and he needs to get into form in that Chelsea team. Yeah, or he might not get. I think. I think eventually it will click with under Pochettino. Yeah, but it, it's going to take time. Mm. But I think Levi Cole has shown more than enough last season for me to pick him. Yeah, if not, maybe Tomori. But I don't think as good on the ball no and I don't I'd almost I'm really liking Lewis Dunk at the moment I'd probably yeah, have I'd have Lewis to, Dunk I'd have ahead Lewis of Dunk Tamori, Tamori. Yeah. but yeah and then uh, so left we both back, saying Gay not really feeling it I'm I'm 50-50 on Gay I, for me I see a player who's really I, he's really solid he's really good for Crystal Palace I don't think he'll ever be a top 6 defender and we're both writing off Harry Mags he's just I don't I, he wouldn't even be in my team wouldn't he be in my squad, squad. squad. Well, I, but um, maybe maybe if we're like one nil down with like 10 minutes to go I'm going to whack him, him on and get him on yeah, the pitch yeah. but um, for me yeah back four Left rounded back. out by Luke Shaw yeah Luke Shaw I agree Sam. but yeah so you've got, I've got Ramsdale Walker Stones Colwell and Shaw and you've got Ben White in that right back mm-hmm. right both going for the single pivot in Rice yes and I think that Played very nicely into me having um, Ben White at right back because that's the Arsenal link. I mean, you're going for like the FIFA chemistry, aren't you? And Ben White is used to kind of at right back tucking into the central role. That allows Luke Shaw to push up further because that free can kind of shift across. I like that a lot. And I think, the, yeah, the Declan Rice-Ben White link is good. So I would go Declan Rice as the deepest of the, the boy dem. And then what I'd do is I'd have Jude as the left-sided eight and James Madison at the 10. Yeah, I... Well, that's basically, I think, the midfield I'd go for as well. I'd go for, obviously, Rice, I'm telling him, you're not going, pop, like, you're staying on the halfway 15 line. yards past maybe, the halfway maybe line. 10 by 15 yeah. yards. But, like, I want you to sit there. I want you to sweep up the balls that come bouncing out of the box. I want you to just and distribute. Mm. Distribute sensibly to allow the players to have a sense of security behind them. They don't have to worry about, oh, am I too far forward? Yeah. Left side of centre uh, centre mid, Jude Bellingham. Yep. He's going to play for me in the direct line with whoever I have on the right. And I'm stuck here because I love Eberechi Eze. Yeah, I was going to say but, Eze, but he's just not. But I think James Madison's better as a tempo man, which I think is what we're going to need a little bit in that midfield. James Madison, especially if we're not getting James Ward-Prowse in, James Madison is a set-piece specialist. Yeah. He is a bit of a like goal assist um, magnet. Yeah, yeah, output magnet. Crazy compared to Eze, who does get a lot of goals and assists, but not on the same level as Madison. And Foden, who does as well, but not on the same level as Madison. Every game I'm seeing him well, goal I'm, assist. So for me, out of Eze and Foden Madison, Madison's the one who I can see, he's, I think he's got the most sort of like game intelligence like he he, he probably mm. had the best idea of how to control the game he'll yeah. know when to slow it down when we need it and i think he can play on that right hand side better than Eze or Foden. i think they both like to come in from the left yeah. hand side onto the right agreed so and yeah. he is currently the main man at a team that is flying yeah so that can't be um sniffed at so yeah 100 agree but i'd have them i'd have them play in a line yeah i'd have g quite high and then we'd have to like depend on where the ball is they're going to have to use their brains a bit. But then you've got on Lesson. the edge of the box arriving at the right times, you could have Madison and Bellingham. Yeah, it's, it's outrageous. Nice. Right. 
Juicy time. Front three, baby. Who are you going for? Left wing? Yeah, left wing. I'm going Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I think it's out of him and Grealish. I think Grealish is a nice option to have to bring on. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, for me, Marcus Rashford. And then I think that's the one position where I th- there's not a lot in it. I'd happily play Grealish there. I think I'd go on form out of those two. Yeah, I think it depends on what they get. Like If, if it's a game where we're going to have more of the ball, maybe I'll go for Grealish. Grealish, yeah, yeah. Because Grealish is better at getting us up the pitch he's good at carrying yeah. the ball Marcus Rashford is more and I think Marcus Rashford probably be better off the bench than Grealish he's, he's much more dynamic yeah. and he's got much more output than Grealish but um, for me I think if we're playing how I want to play obviously we're going to have Harry Kane at the striker role I think that's a given right mm. but for me if Harry's going to be dropping deep maybe I want Rashford actually no I'm going to go Grealish because in my team Harry's not dropping deep. I'm not letting him. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to get within 15 yards. Of the halfway <laughs> yeah, 15 line. yards. Declan Rice and him aren't allowed to touch. Yeah, each other. I don't want to speak to yeah. each other again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll go for Grealish actually. I think yeah, I think that's the only position where I genuinely it's 50-50. Yeah. Right uh, wing is my first name on the team sheet. The best England asset. It's Bukayo Saka. He's not better than Bellingham. He's better than every single person in this country. It's my boy Bukayo Saka. He. He's competing with no one for that right wing spot. Anyone that I think he should be competing with, he's clear of them by a long distance. Foden, he's clear at right wing by a long distance. Sterling is probably the only one that he's competing with. Sterling doesn't even get in the squad at the moment. If Bowen has another good season, he he, he doesn't get close. No. So there's no one really that Saka's competing with for that position. Saka is the best right winger England have by a country mile. Yeah, I think that rounds out our uh, front three. Bukayo Saka is in there. And and like, I think it, and he, he offers a lot defensively. He does, well. yeah. He's a hard worker. Um, yeah, I think it's just really good balance. So, run us through your English start lineup if you can remember it. Yeah, I can. Uh, I've got Ramsdale in goal. That's the first Arsenal player. Ben White at right back. And then I've got a centre-back pairing of Johnny Stones and Levi Colwell. Luke Shaw at left back. Declan Rice as a nice, deep, holding six. And then... My, like, advanced 8 and 10 are Bellingham and Madison, left wing Rashford, right wing Saka, and up top, Harry Kane. So that is Ramsdale. Oh, four Arsenal players in that team. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've gone four. I'm very flicky on them, but Ramsdale in goal. I've got Kyle Walker at right back. Uh, Set about pairing of Stones and Levi Colwell with Luke Shaw round down at the back four got Rice sitting as a single pivot with Madison and Bellingham in the middle and then a front three joining Ros of uh, actually no nah, Grealish. Grealish Kane and baby boy Bukayo Saka I'll, uh, I'll see if Ros wants to whack up a nice little graphic yeah I'll get those out on Twitter we'll, and you can, uh, you can vote vote or we can do like uh, anyone that we think we've missed out on that should get in the squad or all that jazz let us know who you'd have in your eleven. But yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting time wrapping us all up. It's an interesting time going into this Euros because I think there's a lot less there's a lot of expectation, but it's a different kind of expectation. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's now very or much never. Last hurrah, yeah, and yeah. we may we don't want to regret at the end of this journey that we didn't win anything. Yeah, because Gareth has given us so many fantastic memories, and it's it, like. Growing up, I never thought I'd even see England get near to a semi-final or final. We were yeah. always 
terrible international football. Yeah. And he's made he's made a, the whole country interesting in watching every single weather game, whether it be a friendly or a uh, international qualifier, uh, sorry, Euro qualifier, World Cup qualifier, whatever. Everyone's watching it because they yeah. want to see how it goes. And I hope it doesn't come back to bite us. And I want us to do well. But I need to see some bravery and I need to see some sort of tactical ability from him. Yeah. Quickly, before we end, Gareth Southgate, win or lose the Euro, who's replacing him? You get one name. Oh, that's that's good. I don't even like the idea of Potter anymore. I'm thinking, give it Roy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, or, I don't know. Because one name that's Graham been thrown around and I think is ridiculous. Pep Pep Guardia, Guardia. Yeah, fuck that. He's, he's the most anyway, like, anyway. he's the most intense manager yeah. in the world. You think he's gonna like be happy with only being able to see his players yeah. like once every two months or something? Yeah, no, nah, it would never be. No Pep. chance. Who who do you think? I think if depending on how Newcastle season goes, I think Eddie, Eddie Howe yeah. could be. I think Newcastle, if Eddie's season sort of implodes a little bit, he could be out of a job very quickly and I think he'd be the one but or do you give it to one of those stinkers like if Steven Gerrard gets sacked no chance, or Frank Lampard no gets chance, sanked no or... chance no the only one out of them I'd give it to is Rooney Rooney I was about to say Rooney but for me it's got to be probably Eddie Howe I don't mind Potter yeah I think it, I think they can't get it's got to be better than Southgate yeah it's got to be up and with... he's a good man manager as well Um, or we go brave Mourinho yeah, I fucking I'd, I'd love, love that. it. Yeah, I was thinking about Antonio Conte, but yeah, Mourinho's like that kind of vibe, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I'm going. That's my pick, Jose Mourinho for England, Come baby. On. Come on, baby. Let's go. All right, thank you everyone for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. We are loving all the new subscribers. Big shout out to everyone that's subscribed recently. We've got some good content coming next week and for the rest of the season. Come on. If you're not already involved, get involved in the Martinelli shirt giveaway. It's a signed Martinelli shirt. Why aren't you already getting involved? It's so easy. All you got to do is follow us and AFTV on X, formerly known as Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you're in. And you're in, mate. You're in with a chance. You could be next week holding that signed shirt if Gabriel Martinelli scores against lowly Everton so yeah you'd be silly not to get involved get all your mates involved as well it literally takes all of two minutes to get involved and one of you can win it That's and then sick. you get to listen to all this great footballing content so yeah get involved um, but yeah we do really appreciate all the support everyone's shown 500 subscribers is a big number for us might not seem a lot to a lot of people but for we're, us, getting there. we're getting there we're baby. doing it we're doing it baby and we're going to hopefully uh, continue to do this for a long time whatever your favourite football podcast is comment it down below because we're going to clean them out mate. but yeah Thank you guys for watching. It's been Board Draw episode number 61. You come on, you England. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.